Hey guys, during this off season, mm-hmm. we wanted to offer you some of the bonus content that we had made over the year for Patreon supporters. Yeah, this is just a taste of what you get if you sign up for Patreon. Yeah, so. at, over at Patreon, there's a lot more. There's a lot more bonus content than this, but we wanted to show you guys the Choco Betting series. So over the next four weeks, we're going to be releasing the four episodes that we made this year of us. Inviting a friend over, making some food, and betting on chocobo races. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for other ways to support our show in the meantime while we're hard at work on season five, you can also go to our Etsy page and search No One Can Know About This or No Cat, and you can find the awesome Haley design. Everybody loves Haley, mm-hmm. and it's she's like looks like it's like an FF7 now thing. Now she's a mug and a t-shirt. Yeah, thank you to Skullboy for that design. We've got the This Is Mist Ache design. Mm-hmm. and the logo on a t-shirt and mugs and it's all great they come with stickers so go support us in that way and we'll be back soon with season five we're working hard on it mm-hmm. and in the meantime enjoy choco betting thank you all so much it's the good syrup can everybody hear the syrup pouring onto the bacon Welcome to No One Can Know About This, a podcast where we play every Final Fantasy. This is Choco Betting number three, a bonus episode. I'm Jeff Ekman. And I'm Ryan Kazmiski, and welcome to Choco Betting. It's not No One Can Know About This, it's Choco Betting number three. Um, <laughs> it, it is No One Can Know About This, in my opinion. But it's, it's, no, I don't think it is. This is the subcategory of No Cat colon the show that we play every final we're fantasy playing, like we're, we're also nesting doing... it like folders like we're never gonna get to the bottom i mean if we do a sub show of choco betting then yeah there will be another layer well agree to disagree <laughs> well this week we invited our friend eric wheeler over eric's an old friend of yeah, yours he's Ryan. someone i know from college he's a really funny dude and we decided to have him over and cook some food and bet on chocobos which is as you hopefully know by now what this show is yeah you could have started on number three i mean why not but it's unlikely. So you know what you're in for. Eric's a really funny guy. <laughs> he cares. A, we we watched a lot of bad movies together. Like the three of us will like go see. Oh, we didn't watch a lot of bad movies. We watched a lot of amazing movies. You know, movies like Dark Phoenix. <laughs> Godzilla, the Godzilla <laughs> The movies. Godzilla movies we, we all do enjoy. But uh, yeah, like the three of us have kind of a movie thing. So there might be a lot of movie talk this week. Mm-hmm. So with that, let's go back to when Eric was over and we were going to bet on some chocobo races. Uh, of course. I'm already here. Hey. <laughs> Haley, come here. Uh, welcome, Eric Wheeler. Thank you. How did you guys meet? College. I don't yeah. remember a specific moment of me and Ryan, our eyes locking across the room. You, you don't remember? I don't. Moving in concurrent circles. Well, I've gotten to know you because for a little while there we were doing, on every Sunday, we'd go and watch Godzilla movies at the Vista Theater. It was a true golden age in my life. It was. You yeah, ta- taught me all Vista about the Showa Godzilla era. Movies. Yep. Yeah. Bring that back. Well, I thought, actually, I didn't realize you had such a humongous fucking TV. I mean, this is like, a, looks like an 80-inch TV, right? It's 65. Oh, gosh, it looks huge. It's a 3D TV. Really? Yeah. I used it for that the other day for the first time in like four years. Well, shit. You love a good, like, really terrible, awesome movie. Have you heard about the Netflix movie that just dropped from Michael Bay? 
Have I heard about the movie that I woke up at 7 o'clock today to finish? Fuck yes! <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Yeah. I watched it last night. Jeff was like, Eric's got to see it. And I, I was like, I bet he at least knows. Because I didn't know about it until two days ago when my brother told me. Literally yesterday, he was like, dude, state-of-the-art Bayhem. Yeah. The movie's called Six Underground, and it's fucking bananas. <laughs> Michael Bay's the god of directing. The thing. I mean, you watch this after, after 10 years of, or I guess at this point, 20 years of other people. No, of other people sort of trying to ape his style, <laughs> and then of the culture at large sort of moving on from that. And then you get back to it, and it's just, you know, hot women and cars mm-hmm. flying over... Florence, Italy, and you know, crazy stunts, <laughs> and gunplay, and just, re- you know, and bad humor. stupid ideas. Some, oh, like, yeah. big stupid but ideas. But stupid ideas done in just the most glamorous, like, uh-huh. amazing-looking way possible. I, like, want to see it again. Everything looks like a Victoria's <laughs> Secret commercial. I know. People it's just, so like, ridiculous. sitting in the car looks so incredible. And just the, the, a lot of the violence in it, it was like, could you imagine how much he wanted to do violent shit on those Transformers movies, and Hasbro was just like, dude, no. That, to me, was the real highlight. It was kind of gory, honestly. Right, yeah. You know, there's it's a, like an actual R-rated Michael Bay movie. There's like eye, eyeballs dangling around, yeah, people yeah, with their yeah. heads blown off. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's like guts flying all over the place. Uh, yeah, I gotta watch it. I turned it on for like a second last night, and I was like, not right now. This is already too crazy. I, I like these movies fine, but after ten years of like the bloodless Marvel stuff, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, we kill all these aliens, but none of them bleed. Right. This is like, oh, we... You know, stabbed a guy with a screwdriver in his hand, and he's screaming and blood spurting. Yeah, out. yeah. So it's I like that. Refreshing. It's not realistic, obviously, <laughs> no. but at least there's some acknowledgement of human mortality. I thought that car chase absolutely whipped ass. Yeah. And whenever totally. they're like smacking people into walls, yeah, and driving down those little alleyways the wrong way. It was really cool. This movie has the very rare quote, and Dave Franco credit. Well, <laughs> which is coveted. It was really funny because like, I was texting my brother while watching it, and there's a line in Transformers 5 that we quote all the time <laughs> because it's the dumbest thing ever. Wait, is that the one with Cogman? I think so, yeah. Four is the dinosaurs. Four is the dinosaurs, and that's the one where T.J. Miller gets, gets yes. Dave Franco. Yep. But 5 is the one where at one point... Like, Mark Wahlberg's daughter is telling him about the guy she's dating, and I can't remember what exactly it was, but it was something like, his name is Dave, Dad, and he drives. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, he's a really good driver. I think I can summarize the appeal of this movie, the Six Underground movie. Uh If this sounds appealing to you, you should check it out. One of the the crew members of his gang (laughs) is at the top of the Domo in Florence, Italy. And when it's time for him to get down, yes. instead of taking the staircase or the elevator, he does like some sort of crazy parkour run down the, yeah. the t- dome of the building uh-huh. and then does like a Spider-Man flip off of it. Uh-huh. So that to me is like the whole ethos of the movie. I texted my friend at one point. I was like, let me tell you one thing you need to know about this. There's a guy on the team with a parkour superpower. <laughs> <laughs> but just go with it, man, because they got a magnet on a yacht. That scene was turn great. It on and off. <laughs> yeah, whenever that happens, so my girlfriend is actually the one who wanted to watch it. She's like, oh, you should watch the opening because it has that crazy car chase. Uh-huh. And then I kept going. She's like, oh, you're still watching this? I'm like, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Of course I'm watching this. <laughs> of course. And then we get to the, t- towards the end, and there's a scene where he's hitting the magnet, and people are flying yeah. back and forth. 
I look at her and I say, you don't think this is good? Like, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds was about to get blown up by a grenade. Goes, whoopsie, hit his phone. The, the entire world ship blows yeah. away. Yeah. But again, this is like real stunt dudes flying around a, a stage. It was awesome to see. My favorite detail that just made me laugh so hard about it is like, it's like a $150 million Netflix movie and it looks so expensive. And it was cheaper than The Irishman. Well, not a lot <laughs> like, of aging going on there. I know, but the idea that, like, <laughs> like there was, in the sequence where they, like, break the pool open and, right. like, Crazy. flow it down over that building, I, I was like, how is this cheaper His than the fucking Irishman? <laughs> I haven't seen it, and listening to the two of you talk about this movie, it doesn't sound real. Like, I feel like I'm watching a regular show or something, and they're talking about a stupid movie they went to see. Everybody should go see this. But yeah, you're in the the kitchen getting I'm, ready yeah, to make making breakfast. zucchinis. Yeah, his movies honestly, they look so like you said, they look so expensive, so slick. Mm-hmm. They look like what a like in maybe just because I grew up in the '90s, but that in my brain is like what a Hollywood movie mm-hmm. looks like, yeah. a Michael Bay movie. But his budgets, other than Transformers stuff, I guess, aren't that crazy. Like well, his ROI like, must be crazy, must be like really solid. Yeah, I bet. I mean, here's something I'm gonna tell you right now. I haven't seen Pain and Gain. This is. Well, Pain and Gain was like $30 million. Right, that seemed like... And it looks the same. It does. <laughs> I mean, there's, you know, fewer car chases. Right. But basically has the, the cinematography of Bad Boys 2. Yeah. Which is not cheap to do. No. This is a, a fact I think about occasionally. Quantum of Solace. Oh, yeah. A 95-minute James Bond movie was more expensive than any Transformers movie. That's really interesting. What? Isn't that crazy? Now, now that was just a matter. Is of... that because that movie specifically was during the writers' strike and they couldn't like shoot the script and they were trying to rewrite it on the set the whole time? It's because it was a production debacle. Yes. Right. Okay. Well, that's because they hired Mark Forster, Forster, whatever his name is. Oh yeah. Who has no no business directing a big action movie? Right. Didn't know what he was doing, so the second unit had to come in and constantly reshoot it. So they basically reshot fifty percent of the movie. Right. That's what it like. It sounds like. What a mess the yeah, whole thing was. Totally. Yeah. I'm dating somebody who worked on Transformers 4 and 5. Nice. She had a great story about Michael Bay, which <laughs> okay. is that they were shooting at Stonehenge. Uh-huh. They were, like, going in, and, like, some ticket person at Stonehenge who didn't know who he was, like, stopped him and was like, you can't go past here. And he screamed at her, do you know who I am? I'm the guy that's going to make this place famous. <laughs> Stonehenge. <laughs> Fucking Stonehenge is going to be made famous by the Transformers 5 movie. But you know there's some 11-year-old in the world who learned about Stonehenge. Sure, but that doesn't make it famous. No, he's right. He's right. And you can't stand that he's right. (laughs) You're right. That's exactly my issue. All right, let's talk about what we're making for a minute. Ryan's doing a... I'm going to make eggs nested inside of bacon and zucchini. It's a great dish. That sounds really he good. He does a maple bacon egg nest, and it's fantastic. And we got some cut-up zucchinis over here. Oh, yeah, no, there's no rush on anything. Yeah, I'm just getting started because I'm fucking hungry. This Me is too. Chef Kaz. Yeah, can we turn on a light? Yeah. It's the good syrup. Can everybody hear the syrup pouring onto the bacon? Ooh. So this yeah. podcast is spo- uh, sponsored by Crackle.com. Crackle, <laughs> check out your favorite Sony movies with multiple commercial interruptions. Did they call it Crackle because of the way that bacon cooks? I assume so. 
Okay. Yeah, I thought it was because they were like, "What makes it crackle?" Yeah. What's on all the descriptions of the movies? Really? Yeah. Uh, they, some some intern had to write up for everything that's on crackle why it crackles. Yeah, we watched Advent Children on there recently, which is a terrible Final Fantasy movie. And the and reason the it cr- the way of it isn't a description of the plot. It says why it crackles. I it's love like those. action and CGI. It's like you know, crackle is like the dumbest, shittiest fucking movie app out there for sure i recommend it to everyone <laughs> it's like it was made by people who don't even understand why people watch i think it was made by sony like, yeah it is made by sony who has no business making movies years ago you remember the whole um when sony got hacked by north korea or whatever? oh yeah so one of the many 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 email threads that got hacked and released from that was uh i guess this was like the era of the andrew garfield spider-man movies oh yeah so i think the second one come out and like bombed and so they're going back and forth, and Amy Pascal, who I think was ahead of the time, yep. was like, maybe we should just, like, uh, let someone else make these movies, because we don't get it. Like, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> she was like, I don't know what people want from these movies. <laughs> like, we copied the first one, and people didn't seem to like it, and then we did some of the new people didn't seem to like it, so, like, That's I don't know. I give up. Yeah, I love that. I yeah. mean... At least somebody is sick. Like, it's good to hear that somebody internally, like, yeah. is aware of that. Can acknowledge, like, I don't understand what works like, about Because it's like, we all hated those. Yep. Nobody... Yeah, the Jamie Foxx one is really funny. That Amazing. So it's really aware, funny. though, because they're like, that. those last ones made so much money. Right, What's right. Gonna What's going to do? Like, what do we do? The Jamie Foxx one. <laughs> What's amazing about that movie is that it's literally just Batman Forever. It's the plot of Batman Forever, right. and he's the Riddler. And it has sort of the style of Batman Forever, right. too. It does, with all the lights. That Joel Schumacher neon noir look. <laughs> I remember watching that with our friend Charles mm-hmm. from college, and uh, we went to see it. He was like, oh, that was terrible. And I was like, yeah, but it was kind of great, right? Like, wouldn't you rather watch that than right. the last one? Right. Which was like this very earnest remake of the Tobey Maguire one from like nine years ago. Right, right. <laughs> Like, I'd rather see something that's just dumb and crazy and balls to the wall. It was dumb and crazy and balls to the wall. The thing I remember about it was when Jamie Foxx would, like, have that internal rap yeah. hate voice where yeah. he'd be like, and nobody loves you, everybody hates you. <laughs> and, like, it would be, like, this driving, like, internal this. monologue of Wait, rap. have you not seen it? No, I didn't <laughs> see Holy Why would he have seen any of those movies? I didn't see that movie either, and it also doesn't sound like it could be real. It, that one is particularly <laughs> nuts. Amazing Spider-Man 2 on Crackle. <laughs> Those commercials every, like, 11 and a half minutes. I know, the That's commercials on Crackle fucking suck, man. It's funny, because, like, the algorithm is just, like, now. Now. Like, it has no idea when a scene is stopping or starting. Well, go do it in the middle of a shot, and then come back to the same well, shot. Well, that was the thing, we, uh... We started our Final Fantasy VII Advent Children watch through on Crackle, <laughs> just not thinking. Uh-huh. And then I had to like edit it together because we had to switch over to the iTunes edit as soon as the first commercial break hit because we were like, nobody else is going to be watching this on Crackle and everything is, they're going to have to like pause it in a way that like, it, you can't keep that, it's not sustainable. Yeah, it's totally inhuman. Uh, crackle sucks. Crackle is the best and only... Uh, streaming software anyone needs. If you want to watch a movie not made by Sony, then you don't really understand cinema. <laughs> Everything else is just a bonus. Well, let's talk about Final Fantasy for a minute. What uh, what do you know about it? What's your history with the game series? My history of Final Fantasy is going over to 
my brother's, one of my brother's best friend's house when he was in high school, and this kid was like, in retrospect, was like a big like otaku nerd kind of uh-huh. guy, but I didn't understand any of that when I was like seven. But I just knew that he had a Sega Saturn. I think he was the only guy I knew of in our county who had a Sega Saturn. I only knew one person who had it. I don't know if Final Fantasy ever came out on Sega Saturn. So he must have a PlayStation 2. I'm sure he had like five different consoles. Uh, um, and if you the, have a Sega Saturn, you probably have more than a Sega Saturn. Sure. It's like Crackle. No one just has a Sega Saturn. Uh, oh, shit. I'm not ready for this stuff yet. No. So I just remember watching him play it on that and being totally uncomprehending. Because mm-hmm. my idea of video games was like Dr. Mario. Right. Like not even Super Mario Brothers, but playing like the Tetris Dr. Mario. Right, right. I was like, that's what a video game is. Or like Duck Hunt. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? And that's the last I heard of it until probably going to college. Which one was? Whatever. This would have been 19... Whatever would have been on PS2. 95 or something? 95. 97? I don't know. Some Somewhere in there. I wonder if it was FF7. Because I don't know any... I didn't know anyone who played Final Fantasy growing up. Right. The nerdiest thing that people... Oh, damn it. ...in my county did was play Pokemon trading cards. Uh-huh. That was about as crazy as we got. Right. What do you remember about what you saw? I honestly, in retrospect, only remember the cutscenes. Okay. I remember things being like, oh, this looks like a movie, which is not really the gameplay right. aspect of it. Well, it's not, yeah, it's not the gameplay, but it is a big part of it. So it's that's, I'm giving you my entire knowledge of Final Fantasy. That's pretty amazing. It's about seven on Switch. Oh, yeah. I haven't actually played it yet. Well, what we're going to do today is not exactly play Final Fantasy. Sure. Um, We're going to play a mini-game inside of Final Fantasy, so... Yeah, you know enough about video games to know mini-games, right? Sure, sure. How that kind of works. In the world of Final Fantasy VII, there is a casino. You can go to that casino, and you can watch the equivalent of horse races. Is this the casino from Last Jedi? I wish it was. It's more. It's got more of like a bad theme park vibe. Like yeah. everything kind of sucks. It's all a ripoff. There's a Ferris wheel of oh, sorts. Man, what am I doing? So this is more like I'm getting like a Goosebumps vibe here. Oh. Like you go to the the old haunted. There is a haunted park. hotel. There is a haunted hotel. Yeah. yeah. But guess what? Guess what? You're the one behind the cage here <laughs> in this carnival. You're that's, the freak. You're. That's totally. That's you go to the hotel room and it's like torture themed. <laughs> okay. I want to go to this hotel. I want to check in. That's what Riot said. Yeah. Two and a half stars on Yelp. No way, man. Well, they say you. there's always business at the ghost hotel. Was that their phrasing? Mm-hmm. It's some, like, you'll come here eventually. Sounds like some Babelfish translation. Your mortality is real. Oh, the translation is, like, amazingly bad. So, yeah, we're just going to go to the track and watch some... Do you know what a chocobo is? No. You can't just say that to someone. No. You know what Chocobo is? What, what, uh, what reaction do you expect here? Uh, hey, that was what I... I do, Go to a street I didn't corner. expect any of them. Go to a street corner and ask someone this. Hey, <laughs> sir. That would be a really fun thing to do. Ma'am, do you know what Chocobo is? You know what ch- Don't talk to my family. <laughs> <laughs> it's a giant bird that you ride around the world like a horse. And they're cute. And they go, work. Oh, wait a minute. You're saying it's like an ostrich then? Yeah. All right. Yeah. It looks more like a chicken, though. Like, it's... Like a giant one. Really? Anyway, Um, I have an idea now in my head. We're we're just gonna try to pick out the winners, man, and we're gonna watch them race around a track. Okay. And then we're gonna see if we won. We do ten races. Yeah, we put five dollars on this usually. So I hope you brought five dollars. I think so. We've ever even exchanged the money. We haven't had to. (laughs) Brian, did you have any reasons? Did you ever go to football games freshman year? Nah. Did you ever go to a football game? Nope. Okay. 
So this is just a me reference then. Okay. But I remember going to USC football games and in between quarters they did this phenomenally dumb thing on the jumbotron where it was like like Chevron presents the second quarter three Chevron cars right okay. like the, so the colors so red white and blue. Maybe Chevrolet. No no Chevron the gas station. Okay. Those so, cars with eyes you know. Yeah the cars with eyes exactly. Oh. So it's like hey everyone in the crowd like who do you think is gonna win who do you think is gonna win. Alright, cheer if you think white's gonna win. Cheer if you think blue's gonna win. Okay. And people will do this because you're just a captive audience who's waiting for the quarter to start. You got shit to so do. people are like, blue, blue! And then, you know, they had this pre recorded video thing where it's like, actually, red one! And this oh, it's whole like section. A dot race. <laughs> so that's what I think of right now. That's an act comparison. I often compare this to like the dot race at a sports game. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah, this is like, you're just watching this thing that, like, People are like, come on, blue, come on, green. <laughs> Very much like in that scenario you described, we're all a captive audience and we got shit to do. We're just going to have to go through all this whole thing and watch these Chocobos race. <laughs> we have to do it. We, it has to be done. There's no other way. Ryan's over here raiding the chicken coop. Yep. The eggs have entered the building. What? Tell us more about what you're doing. What are you doing with these zucchinis? I uh, season them with salt and pepper and green Tabasco, and then yeah. just cook them in some butter. Cooking them in green Tabasco is really an amazing move. It's yeah, it's my favorite seasoning for zucchini. What do you think of our new merch? I was eyeing that. I like it a lot. So that's your dog. Yeah. Who did that's, the illustration? Um, this guy Skullboy is what he goes by online. Skullboy. That's with his name online. Or BetterLegends.com is where his and he's. Got, he does like illustrations for people. It's like D and D characters. Uh -huh. He'll like you can commission him to like dr do a, like a cool illustration of your D and D character that you've been running for years. He's a fan of the show and got in touch and asked if we wanted like any help with merch or something. And his stuff was cool, so he we had him draw up this Haley design, which could be on sale now. Oh, I thought that was Ryan. No, no, no. Like him. that's the this is a mistake. Mug from C uh, that's the season one legacy mug. Yep, a legacy item, collector's <laughs> item. Yeah, Good. exactly. Well, I really like that drawing. That's cool. Me too. I hope people like it. We people should put get it on the merch. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you're doing, Paul's Crackle, go online, get the merch. <laughs> get the merch. Yeah. That is on sale now. So you can go to Etsy.com and search No One Can Know About This or No Cat. You'll find it. It's an awesome design. Oh, these plates are coming together. Oh, this is going to be delicious. It's all happening. Yeah, it's going to be good. This is going to be fucking great. Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah, the 90s version, was like the coolest movie I've seen in uh, last year. It's a movie I think about almost every day of my life. I think about it all the time, and yeah. it's fucking so good. You gotta see, um, God, what was the other one I loved? Um, LL Monsters Attack. Yeah, Giant yeah. Monsters All Out Attack. Yes, God, I missed that it's one. So <laughs> the reason it's great, so the, the Heisei era, which is the 90s era, right. They are sort of in this conundrum where they keep trying to revert to Godzilla being a bad guy, but the audience just has 30 years of programming where they want Godzilla to be the good guy. And everyone <laughs> likes him. Yeah. You know? So it's like it's like if the comic books tried to make like Venom a bad guy again. It's like, mm -hmm. eh, everyone kind of likes him. Or right. Vegeta a bad guy. It's like, ah, we're all we're all on board. Mm -hmm. He made the transition. He's a good guy now. Mm -hmm. But they're like, you know, logically, Godzilla should be a villain. Like, it's great when he's a villain. Mm -hmm. A lot of good movies where he's destroying things. 
All monsters attack. What yeah. does GMK stand for? Mothra. Oh, uh, and then there's I can't remember. There's another random monster. I think it stands movie. for Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah. All yeah. out monsters attack. <laughs> and then not Angerus. What's the name of the? It's like a, it starts with a B. I think I can't remember. What Gorilla it was. or something. Yeah. Anyway, there's some other monster that gets fucking curb stomped and destroyed by Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. <but> brutally owned. <laughs> On a curb? And kind of actually. Like in a dig site <laughs> like, where there's like hard. Yeah, there's, there's, awesome, a, yeah. there's a, a, a helicopter shot of this little, he's like an armadillo, mm -hmm. and he's like trying to climb out of the pit away from Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla yanks him by the tail, throws him down, and stomps on his head over and over yes. again. And Godzilla is just the unrepentant bad guy, and he just destroys monsters, he destroys Tokyo. Uh -huh. He's just an all-out bad guy. <laughs> and everyone in the audience was so into it. They're like, yes, this is what we want. Destruction. What was the one where the big premise was basically Godzilla's super clumsy this time? And he keeps, like, tripping over himself? Oh, what? Was, was that, that in the Mothra one? Because he was a was... bad guy, and the whole thing was, like, he kept, like, tripping over a power line and then just, like, knocking into buildings, and everybody's like, fuck! And it that's, wasn't like he was trying to destroy one? them. I think it is a Mothra one where he's just, like, goofy. Right. He's, yeah, like tripping over his own feet like Mr. Bean or something. Right. I think it was... I think, I think it's Godzilla versus Mothra, the 60s version. Right. Yeah. Uh, which we saw, because yeah, like, that's, that's the one that's with the it. weird that's, twins. Yeah. Right. And, like, what was the... There was something super weird about the twins. What was their they're, deal? Well, they're inches like tall. Fairies. They're, well, they're the fairies. And, yeah. and they, <laughs> they live in a box. Mothra, yeah. <laughs> they live in a box. And they're from and Infant they Island. Song. Yeah, they, the song that they sing, I remember being extra weird. The song, the Mothra theme, is the second best Godzilla theme after the bum bum bum. My when, favorite is the da 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 da. The more heroic. I feel like that gets a real workout in um, Destroya. Who doesn't love listening to a couple of Godzilla nerds just nerding we, out about Godzilla? Yeah, well, we recognize this is probably meaningless to almost everybody, but you got you have to go watch old Godzilla movies. They're way crazier than you imagine. They're, some of them are super <laughs> fucking insane. It was in Mothra where, like, it, the ending sequence is like 20 minutes of a couple of worms spitting some fucking, yeah. like, goo at Godzilla, and he's, like, just tripping over it. It's like um, like a Home Alone movie or something. Yeah, spoon that grease over the eggs. Yeah, I just want them to cook a little more. They're in so much This is fat. a sticky pan. This is good, yeah. Well, well these are looking really good. Have at it. What a lovely breakfast. Noon. That's right, it is The noon. best time. <laughs> the thing about breakfast is you really can't yeah, eat at any time of day. It does deserve a picture. You don't want to wake up and eat a meatloaf, but you could eat... Bacon and eggs, 24 hours a day. I'd wake up and eat a meatloaf. You could. You could kidnap a child and hold him ransom. <laughs> you wouldn't do this. Wouldn't I? I guess that's a good question. How well do you know me? I, I was just wondering that myself. Mm -hmm. As Tommy was so asked in the room, can you ever really know someone? Who? Tommy White's up. Oh. That, I think that's one of the mini taglines for the room. Can you ever really know someone? Might your best friend be stealing your girl? Man, this is fucking delicious. Well, apparently nobody can ever really know Tommy Wiseau, so... True. Korean import-export business. I know, I love how much of a mystery. Many have tried, no. and he refuses to be known. So, well, the, which is really weird. That's not easy wants to, do. to be famous, <laughs> right? <laughs> like his personal life seems 
equally entertaining to the room. Yeah, it does. Because he just shows up in San Francisco in like the early 2000s and buys property on like Pier 51 or whatever that thing is. Like, you know, very expensive real estate. Mm-hmm. And then I guess imports jeans from Korea and somehow makes millions of dollars doing this, but doesn't want to talk about it. I know. Why wouldn't you want to? I would. Right. Well, it definitely. It's got to be something related to some weird shit, like some mob shit. It, yeah. Human like, trafficking. <laughs> I was telling Jeff in high school, I worked at this arcade that was like opened out of nowhere. All my friends and I worked there. And the reason we worked there is the owner of the arcade literally like pulled up to my friend on the fucking street. And asked him if he wanted a job. <laughs> and and he just hired all of us without interviewing us. And he was never there. Mm-hmm. He was some kind of tennis pro back in the day. But now he's like old and fat and had spent a lot of time in South America. And he was like missing these two fingers. Mm-hmm. And didn't even manage the business. It Sounds was like, like a the hill episode. It, it was just right. like, it was, looking back on it, it's so clear to me that like money laundering or something oh, was yeah. happening here. Can we talk for a minute about how delicious this is? This is great. Like, the Thank zucchinis you. are put, cooked perfectly and nicely seasoned. The this eggs, egg they could have cooked them a little longer. They're a little runny on top. I like runny eggs so well. Chef Kaz does it again. Mm-hmm. It's tough because you can't flip them. I like it. I like my eggs runny. You guys big Mayor Pete fans? You guys big on the Mayor Pete? Mayor Pete? Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete. He doesn't even know what you're talking Mayor about. Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete. The hope for the Democratic Party? <laughs> Maybe you're not ready for this, but he's gay. Oh, that yeah. yeah. He, he, he's gay, and he's also a big corporate chill, and will do whatever people with money tell him to do. Maybe you're not ready for that. I'm not. Hashtag Wall Street Pete. <laughs> and so there's this part at the big... Haley, stop eating the bacon. Get over here. No. <laughs> I see a dog. I see bacon. I mean, um, this is a recipe for disaster. So we get back on the subject of Godzilla, of course. Those shots of like all the scientists with Godzilla Jr. look like something from the dinosaurs sitcom. Yeah, it's like that level of design. <laughs> I should watch that show. I've never I've dinosaurs. Never, yeah, I definitely watched that show when I was a kid, not realizing how strange the whole premise of it was. I, I mean, I barely saw it, but it sounds nuts. We I mean, had, it's, um, it's, it's it's supposed to be like the honeymooners, but with animatronic dinosaurs. <laughs> I yeah, think. pretty much. <laughs> Bang, zoom. But I think Straight to the asteroid that is headed for Earth. If I remember correctly, the final episode, the dinosaurs somehow cause their own destruction. And it's like, it's not a meteor. Ooh. It's something, or they somehow bring the meteor to Earth. There's like, responsibilities put on their shoulders in a very strange way. Hmm. They cast meteor. Yeah. That's a Final Fantasy reference that you don't get. But. I'm just saying, yeah. I'm not, I'm not fighting you on this. I'll accept it. <laughs> when I was a kid, we had... I guess they used to do this for TV shows. They'd release VHS tapes. They had like two or three ep- like random episodes on it. Mm-hmm. So we had one of Dinosaurs. And one of the two episodes was like a weed parable. Where like, whatever the kid's name was. Joey or whatever. I don't know. The, he's like the dinosaur that has like a stupid mohawk and wears like a letterman jacket. Uh-huh. Oh, I do remember and that. And him and his buddies find this like plant out in the forest. Oh no. And start eating it and start acting real goofy. <laughs> and so it's that, but all the characters are dinosaurs. <laughs> I mean, how are they responsible for the destruction? Like, I don't you know. Because there's, like, there's theories... That have mostly like have fallen by the wayside more and more as more evidence shows up, but like that it was super volcanoes that did it, not an asteroid. 
But we've like since found the crater. Really, it's in the chicks club. Yeah, I personally think that they were just worshiping the wrong god, and they were all sm- smote. That's that sounds more <laughs> accurate. Okay, let's so, get this. Right, oh yeah, tell sorry. Me. This is if you search dinosaurs final episode Reddit. There's a thread that says dinosaur sitcom ended with the entire cast and all of Dino Kind dying. Due to an ice age they caused from environmental neglect. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so I think maybe they like, overforested or something. Because <laughs> the main character it works as like a lumberjack. That's so again, a, yeah, they create their the, own I demise. I think about it, the whole premise, I'm like, it's totally an idea that you would have so much fun coming up with it because you'd go, no one will ever do this. Like, no one would ever Yeah, it's like, all right, it's got to write a tenth episode of the wife dinosaur in her kitchen cooking dinner. The little baby dinosaurs crawling a racket. And Papa Dinosaur's fighting with his boss down the lumber mill. <laughs> and then there's someone there with, like, the show Bible. They're like, hey, this is you're breaking continuity here. Dinosaur won't do this. This this character is a stegosaurus. They can't fit in this interior. Uh, do you want me to... Can I read the synopsis real quick? Just read into the record? Yeah. Of the yeah. Dinosaurs episode? <laughs> You're going to need it on record. All right, this is going to be on record. Dinosaurs' final episode, Changing Nature, begins with the characters awaiting the annual arrival of the Bunch Beetle, an insect that lives on an invasive creeping poppy. But the swarms don't show up. One beetle does, but he's lost. Charlene leads him to the swamp where the Bunch Beetles mate. Only to find that the We Say So Corporation, get it? Oh. We Say So Corporation has paved over it and put up a wax fruit factory. With no beetles to cut back the poppies, the plants get out of control, and We Say So is blamed. Their solution? Spray the land with a defoliant that will kill the poppies. Whoa. Unfortunately, <laughs> there's Agent Orange in this. Unfortunately, that plan backfires, and all plant life on the planet is also killed. We Say So couldn't be happier since they specialize in processed foods with no real nutritional content. But they decide that the plants will grow again if they can just make it rain. And how do you make it rain? Drop bombs and volcanoes, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. But volcanic clouds aren't the same as rain clouds. And the volcanic ash blocks out the sun. The earth gets rapidly colder. And the episode (laughs) ends with all of the entire Sinclair family... Sitting in front of the TV together, freezing to death. <laughs> That's amazing. That's incredible. So they take the super volcano idea, but yeah. they make them responsible. Sure. For it. Yep. That's amazing. I, See, I gotta, now I want to watch it. God that. gave the dinosaurs free yeah, will. That's what I mean. It's got to be like so batshit. Like, what if it's genius? Like, what if it's totally. This episode crazy? sounds good. It does. (laughs) I can't speak for the whole series, but this sounds good. Well, speaking of corporations that are trying to ruin the Earth, there's one of those in Final Fantasy VII. Yep. Um, Sony. Sony. (laughs) (laughs) And they have a whole division where they make terrible movies. Yep. For Crackle. Alright, let's get this rolling. Yeah. Alright, so yeah, we do ten races, and that's a lot, but unfortunately if we don't do ten, then probably nobody will win. That's how it works. Well, someone's gotta win. Mm, no. But someone must win. Are we sure? No. <laughs> well, last time nobody won. That's next time. I know, but it's last time for, <laughs> for us. us. Yeah, well, not for the listener. I mean, it's on brand for us to confuse the shit out of them for no reason by explaining when things were recorded and edited. That's true. <laughs> well, we did Chocobo betting four before we did Chocobo betting three. Yeah, you're going to be in the third episode. Okay. I accept this. But we're recording it last. 
Makes sense. Because you don't have to do things in order. Is this not plugged in, this controller? What's going on? I don't know. Every time we turn this on, I get a little worried. <laughs> yeah, you're not alone. Here's the sound. Oh, yay, we're going to the track. <laughs> I'll be glad to never do this again. Leaving the family, heading back to the track. <sighs> That's how you do when you're in the world of Final Fantasy. You got to support your family by risking their future. Daddy needs his e-cigs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, the big sword. I'm familiar with this. Yeah, the Buster Sword is what it's called. Buster? Apparently. Like yep. Buster Bluth? Just well, like Buster that's Bluth. The, that's the first weapon Cloud starts with, and it's called the Buster Sword. It's my sword, mother. So we have, um, you know, it, it takes like in-game money. In-game money is called Gil. That's what I call money. We have millions of it. This is, wow. Yeah, this is a save file, like at the end of the game. Should I show him like a battle or something, or should we just... Could do this. We what should you, just, I think we should just do what it. Whatever you right. want to do. Well, it's here we are different. at the Gold Saucer. This yeah. looks like Krusty Land. Please enjoy yourself. Yeah, so minor spoilers. You should you should play... I want to say you should still play this game. It's great. This this thing we're about to do is not indicative of the quality of the whole game. <laughs> well, Ryan, I'm sure you know by this point. I'm at best spoiler agnostic, at worst spoiler, pro-spoiler. Yeah. Um, well, like, I, did, I didn't think it. that would... Yeah, I just mean... Yeah, never mind. Look at this beautiful Chocobo Racing entranceway. We're going to the track. Like, look at this beautiful track. God, this looks like hell. <laughs> this, really, this really does look like the uh, Schumacher vision of Gotham City. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. I remember even as a kid, you know, you see this, like, horrible, diseased city, and, and Batman's fighting for it, and as a child, you're like, why? Just like let it burn. <laughs> yeah, let this fucking like, neon city burn. Like every person you meet is just despicable, and they all have weird masks. Yeah, well, even just like the the common people, the police officers, you're like, God, what a failure. I mean, I was happy to ice to meet people in the fourth one, but what killed the dinosaurs? Volcanic ash. Volcanic ash. All right, we're at the bookmaker's office. Some ice, allegedly. Arnold was allowed to write his own one-liners for this movie. Why is it so alleged? Well, it was written by Academy Award winner Akiva Goldsman. Oh, yeah? Uh, but supposedly... Akiva's written a lot. Yes. Uh, supposedly, that was part of his deal, was that he could write his own one-liners, since it was his stock and trade. <laughs> That's pretty great. I do think... I hope it's true. My favorite ever Arnold Schwarzenegger one-liner is in the movie Eraser. You seen that? The classic. Yeah, You've just been erased. That's the one with the no. That's not it. That's not the great line. Yeah. It's he's in the middle of a zoo, and at one point the alligator starts chasing him, and it's a whole sequence <laughs> where he's got to get away from the alligator. It's like a Roger Moore movie. He like unloads into the alligator, and there's a beat after he kills the alligator, and he goes, "Your luggage." Oh yes, oh, yes. He was, you know, alligator skin luggage. <laughs> I All get right. it. So, would you like to buy some Chocobo tickets? Do you want to explain to you? No, let's go for it. All right, fine. It'll be registration it'll, it'll fees be easier to understand yeah. if you don't yeah. listen, to, you their don't listen to their explanation. We're a Chocobo Chucky. We're gonna go in. We always do the high roller. Yeah, we're ranked. What's the Mickey Mouse fucking glove? That's that's an iconic Final Fantasy thing. That's always the menu selection. Thing. Yeah, the it's hand. Like this glove. I hate to tell you, that's Mickey Mouse. It I, does look that. I know that hand from anywhere. Severed Mickey Mouse hand. Get the lawyers on it. All right. So over here we've got 
Robin, who has a stamina of 500 and a well, top what, speed of 169. Okay. What you're There's trying to do here is you're trying to pick who's going to come in first and second. So like that card that says one and two means bird one and two will be in first and first second. Yeah, and like if you pick three and six, then the outcome needs to be that like number three and number six are in the first and second spots. I get it. Yeah. You can do a little bit of knowledge because, you know, like here's Sean. He's got a little bit more stamina than uh, Robin did. He's a little bit slower though on his top speed. You ever notice these animals look the same? They're just different colors. I've never <laughs> put that together. Yeah. But then here's the thing about their stats: is there's other stats that are like hidden or secret. There's like no way to to really know. Well, because sometimes in this little thing, you'll see like the chocobos are sprinting, but this time none of them are. Hmm. But the chocobo jockey also matters. Yeah, so, these birds have different temperaments. It's fucking stupid. I'm gonna pick two and. Whoa, whoa. Six. Oh, it's Eric Ray. goes first. Eric goes first, my bad. <laughs> Eric. Oh, I get a pick. Yeah, yeah, go pick, pick oh, which select. are your two favorites. Alright, so I'm going to... I'm going to pick the slowest one. Yeah, that seems good. Only five and six. <clears throat> I'm going one and three. That's what I choose, one okay. and three. Ryan? I'm, I'm not going to agonize over this. I'm going to do two and five. For once, he does... <laughs> Usually you agonize. You're going straight from the heart this time. Mm -hmm. I've become disillusioned. Woo! Let's go. What do I have again? One and three? Yeah. yeah. Is this the Rainbow Road? I Basically. <laughs> Whoa, what the fuck is two doing? Two is ten miles out in front, but I bet you two ends up in the last by the end of this. Like, look at how it's far out. It's pretty predictable when somebody. Now it's already losing. Four is up front. One and three is still <laughs> the race. I mean, look at this beautiful camera angle. Yeah, I mean, it feels like a movie. It feels like I'm watching a movie. Yes, the the guy on the kayak is one of my favorites. It's called world building. Look it up. Three and four are one. No, nobody wins. All right. Well, ain't that just like life? This game teaches you all about life. This game has red-pilled me. Can you not? No, you just gotta wait. Fuck. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> I thought that you had to wait until they came across the finish line. I didn't realize. Well, you have to wait for that, too. Mm -hmm. I lost. Oh, boy. Well, we'd like to buy some chocobo tickets. Race number two. I mean, just... Well, right. one last time? Four right. and video five? Video games great. Uh, I, I think, yeah, four and five one last yeah, you time. You know what? It's called uh, Chasing Success, okay? This is the formula that works. This might actually work. Wait, who do I give it to? You give it to me. Oh. You're going four and five? I'm going four and five. Again? I saw what happened. Well, then I'll go one and three. Well, that's not what he had last time. That's who won last time. Oh, fuck. Well, I'm going with what I had last time. Let's, let's all go with four and I'm five. I'm going to go <laughs> with two and six. So now you're just being contrary. Two and six. Yeah, I mean, who... No one believes that. We each have our own birds. Like, I got one and three. You got two and four. I mean, Come on, four. All right, four is not doing great. It, you want them to not do great at first. Like this, look at this. Is this the same race? It could be. That's oh my god, if this turns out, if you win, then it's confirmed. <laughs> but out of order, because we learned this in episode four of Choco Betting. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we suspect that it's not even, like, random necessarily, that there's preset races. Red! only a certain number. Yeah, it's red! And they're not, you know, they're not actually competing with each other. There's just races that happen. Sure. This is like the friggin' DNC. <laughs> what did you have again? I had four and five. Okay. 
If four and five... No, it wasn't Okay, the it same. wasn't the same race. Five and one won. Okay, so nobody wins. Nobody wins. They get little crowns if they win? Yep. Yeah. Isn't it cute? I didn't realize this was pro-royalist. <laughs> this is... Thought, thought this believed in democracy, but I guess not. They're Tories. Right. It's unclear politically what it believes in, other than, like... Fuck authority. Like, but, yeah. there, there's not, like, it replace it with what? I don't know. But, like, <laughs> but they're definitely anti Anti big corporation. Make me king. Yeah. I was thinking the other day about, like, a possible future where, like, governmental authority is handled by various AIs and everybody's, like, the only industry is cybersecurity to make sure nobody fucks with the, yeah. <laughs> with the AIs. The only industry is there's one number you call and you say, speak to a representative. And that's the only job in the whole world is someone that talk, <laughs> takes those calls. So, Eric, you got three and four. Mm -hmm. I'm picking one and four. Okay. Four. You know what? I'll do two and four. Oh my god. Four better. We're all feeling good about ass. four. What's the big tablet over there? The Wii. The Wii U. U. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh. The Proto Switch. Yeah, the Proto yeah. Switch. <laughs> do you have a Switch? Yeah, I do. But when, after holding the Switch, if you hold a Wii U controller in your hand, you're like, this is like a junk. Like, this is <laughs> like terrible. Plastic garbage. <laughs> Breath of the Wild is one of the best games I've ever played. I agree, that game is just like... To launch with that game was such a fucking flex. Yeah, it was. But thank God they released it on the Wii U, because that's how I played it. <laughs> oh, 4 is in the top 2. What the fuck was that? Did you see that? No, I... Wow. <laughs> there was like a crazy attention. glitch where it looked like they ran backward for a second. Uh -huh. I wish we were recording video on that. We all just got owned. 1 and 6. Alright. And the last one has a little crazy... Crazy eyes, four eyes. If you come in last place, yeah, oh, he's, he's run like out of stamina. Sad. Oh, that's so that doesn't always run out. No, no. Okay, I see. Sarah and Lee won. Sarah Lee, like the like cookie company, the deli, yeah. whatever. Is it a cookie? I guess they do this a lot. The, Sarah Lee makes like cakes I know them as cookies. Okay. I think, but I don't know. Snacks. I don't ever. I don't know them well. I'm not familiar with the brand, so okay. I don't know. I'm not intimately. Not what saying I speak. Definitively, yeah, I don't want, I don't want I to talk out of turn here. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah Orley. Uh, bet at 500 Gil. Sarah Lee seems like one of those companies that would be a punchline in like Demolition Man. <laughs> like, they become like a mortgage company in the future. <laughs> mortgage and deli meats. Your and child deli's. has been adopted by Taco Bell. <laughs> the good old seashells joke. Great movie. I'm a big fan of Demolition Man. It's a great show. There's also a really great, I think it's still online, there's a great LA Times article from 1993 about the making of Demolition Man, and how it was like, maybe briefly the most expensive movie ever made or something. Wow. <laughs> That's hilarious. it was like Stallone. It is crazy. Snipes, yeah. And uh, I think like Joe. So Eric, you, House or someone you got three and four, and yep. I got two and five. Yeah, no, there's, and you got Rob Schneider in there, you know? You yes. Got two and you got three. fucking, you got Sandra Bullock in there. Yes, you do. Great casting. Yeah, Sandra Bullock having cyber sex with 50-year-old Sylvester <laughs> Stallone <laughs> in one of the most iconic scenes of American history. You put this junk on your head? <laughs> <laughs> Let me show you the old ways. Let me show you, you put your lips on. And then she's like, ooh, we don't touch. Yeah. <laughs>
think there was some story of the screenwriter, like people would ask him what the sh- how the seashells worked, and you'd be like, I'd never tell. And it's like, <laughs> you don't have an answer, you fuck. Yeah. Like, don't act like... I'm pretty sure, I think it was in New Beverly, one of the rep houses a couple years ago screened it, and they put the three seashells in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I hope no one actually used these. Wow, look at four. Sprinting like crazy. He's got to run out of stamina Three, eventually. come on. I need you up. Holy shit, four made it all the way to the end. Four and two. Any of us have that? No, Eric had three and four. Fuck. I keep putting my second... I think it's the second time in a row that my second choice has won. Mm-hmm. What you get, you know, you don't get anything out of that. No, it's close. Man, have you guys seen Uncut Gems? Is it out yet? Yeah. Well, really I think it's just at the Arclight right now. Okay, I badly want yeah, to see it. Yeah, I do. But there's a whole bunch of, you know, like, it's about betting. So he's making these complicated bets, and I'm like, wow, I do not understand this world at all. Right, right. <laughs> I want a five-way parlay, blah, 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 and you're like, all right. Yeah. Their previous movie I've seen, Good Time, you uh-huh. that? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> and, like, the idea that, like, when I saw the Uncut Gems trailer, I was like, this is going to rule. Yeah. I like Good Time, time. next level, and yeah. then I saw the trailer for that, and I was like, that's the real thing. Good Time, to me, is just a little better, just because it's a little wilder. But Uncut oh, really? really, really good. It's just a little more polished. Yeah, it's so windy out there. Yeah, for real. So I'm going to two and five. All right. Yeah. You're going three and five. Is the lighthouse out yet? Oh, it's been Robert out. Pattinson? Yeah, yeah I got to see it's that. It's good. It's solid. Pattinson is cool. Uh, yeah, I just want to see him and Willem Dafoe yell at each other. He's, he's spent his entire, you know, star One capital six. making weird movies. Good for him. On one and six. Man, the PS2 camera movement leaves something to be desired. Well, this well, is, this is PS1, the game oh. came out on, so this is older. Than, yeah, they were tra- they had not even figured out like really how to how to have how to do anything. Man, I read this. I mean, um, you can you can ride chocobos in this at some point. You can do it like a Mario Kart game, mm-hmm. but it's like the worst Mario Kart game that you've ever played. Like, it's like the it's most really bare bad. bones, not worth playing, not fun thing. It doesn't, you're not really racing, like, you're trying to just, like, manage your stamina. You know what I mean? It's just like... Hey man, what, I, what is racing except for managing your stamina? I mean... Drifting, sliding around the like, driving, yeah. Things? I don't know. One in five. Almost. Almost, huh? How many races have we done? Five? Five, yep. Okay. Halfway there. Nobody's won. Wow, I feel like my stamina is 100%. Um, I read this really, really interesting book recently called Console Wars. Oh yeah, I've heard about that. Okay, so the style of the book is kind of annoying because it's all the guy like sort of making up dialogue and like what he thought these people would say. And since he's not a great writer, everyone talks in the same voice. Okay. So that gets a little monotonous. But the actual story it's telling is really interesting. And one of the plot lines is about how after Sega Genesis came out and sort of conquered the console market in the mm-hmm. early 90s, the guy running Sega was like, alright, our next thing is going to be you know, a CD-based console, right. that's the future. So he basically goes and talks to this guy working at Sony, who's also like a very visionary, forward-thinking guy, and like, they come to terms and like they're going to do, like what became the PlayStation was originally going to be the Sega Saturn, right? but there was this cultural divide between Sega of Japan, which was like moderately successful, and Sega of America, which was enormously successful, but took orders from Sega of Japan. Uh-huh. And so this guy in America was like told to run the show, but when they became successful, there's like this sort of implicit resentment in 
Japan. Uh-huh. And so he's like, all right, here's my next plan. And they're like, no. Basically, like, we don't want to do it. And they could have had PlayStation. Right. And said Sony went off and did it on their own. I've heard PlayStation started even as a collaboration with Nintendo to make a CD drive. Right. And then Nintendo Nintendo betrayed them. uh, Sony, like, kept being like, let's work with the established players. But the people people at Sony, like the board, did not want to do it. Because Uh, there's a whole story about how they got burnt on Betamax. Sony. Terrible at making movies and streaming platforms, but pretty good at making consumer electronics. Yeah, but can you get Crackle on your PlayStation? Of course you can. Uh, what surely. Am I about? One, of my, one of my favorite stories about this, because I've heard like a little bit about this, is that like apparently when the Sega Saturn was finally like out, and they had come out before the PlayStation, which they were like in development on. Mm-hmm. There's some story where like the PlayStation people like got a Sega Saturn and like busted it open, like worriedly, like mm-hmm. what did they do here? And as soon as they look at like the layout of all the tech that's inside it, they're like, they are fucked. Yeah. <laughs> we are golden. Like, they are absolutely, they have blown this up. Like, and the guys in Sega of America, the engineers were like, please don't release this. Right. Like, the lifespan on this is like two years. Right. It's supposed to be the next generation, and we're going to get blown out of the water. Yeah. And they're like, no, you have to do what we tell you. It's a crazy story. But anyway, the PlayStation launched, and Final Fantasy VII did, it, it did its work. And it, now it's like, you know, the favorite conversation around gamers of like the downfall of Sega. Like yeah. the repeated just falling on their ass. Yep. And their success was like really sudden and really dominant. Yeah, and I had a Dreamcast. Was really precipitous. Yeah. <laughs> I love the Dreamcast. I thought it was a great system. It was. Now, like, what are you picking? I'm doing three and four. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess it wasn't one of the biggest problems with that, though, that you could just burn the games. Like, they, <laughs> they couldn't get anywhere to buy Because it was I a the basic CD. Was that they yeah. just didn't have a lot of great games for Well, it. that too. I played the hell out of Crazy Taxi. Oh, me too. I'm doing two and four. You guys like four, huh? Yep. I'm going to do four and five. Uh, it's nice when they go through the farm area and you see those crappy pigs. None of it's real, but I like this uh, fire clip art. I right? cannot wait so for the next the version of this and that comes out in the remake in like five years or whatever. Like I, I just cannot wait to see this. I am sure that there will be some version of this in the first game, but I don't. You know, we're not going to see the gold saucer. It's the name of this lovely casino. I, I really wonder. I mean, they totally could and should add in. I think Midgar definitely has some underground chocobo racing. It's just not going to be. Four and three. Did anybody have four and three? Uh, Three and four! Oh my god! Eric won! Eric won! Eric won. Either way works. Yeah, Yeah. man. You just got to get in the top two. Oh, wow! I did it! Man, I'm good at this. Shit. Ooh. Wow. Wow. I mean, wouldn't the odds tell you to just keep picking the same thing over and over and eventually you'll win? Apparently not, because we tried that the last time and nobody won. Oh, okay. Well, this is the second time I did three and four and it won. Well, okay, so because you won, you get to decide an item or GP, but you want GP. I want GP. Because how much? 150 GP? Yeah. Give me the GP, man. Well, in the event of ties, the amount of GP... That's a lot. Um, Is that good? That's real good. Yeah. That puts you in a situation where if somebody else wins... You probably just won this. You probably just won. Hell yeah! Take a picture of dog. Victory dog. Victory dog. Would you like to buy some Chocobo tickets? Yes. You tell me. Yeah, it's alright for 200. Now we go to 500 in the bet S. Oh boy. Let's see if you got the magic touch again. Okay. I like this Dario. Do you think his last name's Argento? <laughs> 
I don't get that. <laughs> oh, the Italian horror filmmaker? Oh, I have heard of that. Oh guy. my gosh, okay. So if you've never seen his stuff, I mean, Suspiria is a really famous one. I think you would enjoy a movie called Inferno. Okay. Dario Argento, Inferno. Okay. Check this out. I will. Watch the first 20 minutes, and if you're not into it, give okay. up. But I think you'll love this. <laughs> it is just like absolute, it's sort of like immaculately lit garbage. Super Italian is the best way I can describe it. I'm going to do one and three. Inferno. Right. I'm going to do one and four. And I'll do one and five. Wow. What a spread. Like in the remake, do you think that that square room with a rainbow gradient will be the thing? Like, 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 I don't see why they would. Like, this could be totally reimagined. I, I, I mean, but for the fans, like, they would probably try to make it look like. There's probably going to be like a big clamshell. There's probably going to be a guy on the kayak going over the That's waterfall. That's what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. what does the guy in the kayak look like? In the movie, you know? <laughs> Furiously paddling. Yeah. Yep, there, there he is. is. I don't I mean, even remember what I'm rooting for. We're, we all need one to be in first. and We all lost. We all lost. <laughs> yeah, well, not, not a great showing for me. You're already golden, man. It's not good enough. How many more do we have? Uh, two more. Or, sorry, eight and three more. Okay. <laughs> it's like a Tim Heidecker response. I, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, more, I'm, I'm a little out of seven, it. Four, well, because uh, it's like we did seven, which is three. You know, I, I like, know why you said it. It's it guys. Jason Stratham. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing you guys are on Cinema Fans. Oh, big yeah. time. Yeah. Big time. We went to uh, the screening of Mr. America. Yeah, I remember yeah, he yeah. told me that. Yeah. I wanted to go. I think I couldn't go that night, but I also was like, I need to watch the stuff up to this. On Cinema, for people who don't know, is Tim Heidecker of Tim and Eric's new show that he's been doing for years at this point. <laughs> That's yeah. like a, a movie review show. I can't really explain it. It uh, becomes something very different over the course of 11 seasons of it's it. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. If you haven't seen it, this is a ringing endorsement. On Cinema. Go check it out. It's Adult Swim. But I, I had seen like maybe a few random episodes of On Cinema, and I know it had this extraordinary narrative arc yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah. So we're on season seven of On Cinema, season three. Lucky of season seven. Yep. <laughs> What's the like arc in that one? I can't remember what Tim is like. So Decker just ended with uh, Port of Call Hawaii, right? Where he was betrayed by his best friend in the world, Lenoy. Lenoy Arnold yeah. joined Al Qaeda in order to pay for his renovations. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you watching Decker also? Yeah, yeah so is. what we're doing... We haven't, we haven't quite reached that. Like, we oh, watched okay. season one of Decker, and we were like, what? You guys gotta watch season two of Decker. <laughs> is right season now. two better? Oh, yeah. Okay. Season, season one, one was just him <laughs> driving around Griffith Park on a motorcycle. Season one is funny. Season two is great. Yeah, okay. Because okay. uh, we're doing the... Again, like, there's a Reddit thread that sort of shows you how it was released mm. so we're jumping back and forth yeah yeah you're doing decker. the like correct order so he'll do you know something will happen in decker where like greg gets all pissed off at him and then go back to on cinema mm. and greg's like i can't believe you did that right you're i'm three and a six. master codebreaker decker you should be president two and four i would agree two and four <laughs> for me uh, I feel like Joe Estevez is the MVP of that show. Oh, definitely. I mean, <laughs> so the episode, I don't know if you've gotten there or not, I can't remember where it is, but there's a part where Tim Heidecker just reads every one of Joe Estevez's credits. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it that, takes like the whole episode. That is such a It's such so a good funny because there's so fucking many of them. 
Like, he's literally the most prolific actor I've ever heard of, and nobody knows who the fuck he is. He's like a B... A, I didn't know this before the show, but he is like a B-movie legend. Yeah. Because he's done like a yeah. thousand movies. I want to know what the conversations are at the Sheen dinner, you know, Thanksgiving yep. table. Like, how, how they're... He's like, and how's that going with On Cinema? Oh, Martin, it's fun. I think it's cool that <laughs> he comes on the show and clearly just sort of makes fun of his own image. Like, yeah. He doesn't seem like someone who has any kind of ego. Despite <laughs> his first, brother first, and nephews being way more famous. Because they use so many like lookalikes or like mm-hmm. uh, like celebrity impersonators. At first I thought he was a Martin Sheen impersonator. Right. And then I was like, no, he's an actual Estevez. Well, my girlfriend asked me that. Like, is that really him? And I was like, I mean, look at him. He looks just right? like Martin Sheen. I know. <laughs> and then I looked it up, and I'm like, yeah, that's really his brother. Uh, what am I rooting for? Um, two and four. Two and four, let's go. Yeah. Get up there, you sons of bitches. Come They're in three. the middle. Come on, they three. Could do two Come on, them. three. Come on, three. Get in front of six. Six is way up. Fuck you, six. Well, I got one. Yeah. <sighs> But you only need credit for getting one, right? No, you're you won. Don't say that. No, no. I I feel like Hillary right now. <laughs> in early November, all the polls say it's looking good. I mean, that excess what could go wrong? Hate. <laughs> I'm four and five. All right, I picked two and six. Uh, What'd you pick? This is a three, and five. Five. Uh, three and four. The audience needs to know. Sorry, they fucking need to know what we're picking. We don't say it out loud. I can't tell them in editing. We don't have any video of this. What did I pick again? Four and five. What? Really? Pretty sure. Okay. That's what I wrote down. Is this our second to last race or last one? Second to last. Okay. Well, four is looking good. Four is looking good, but I think he's going to lose. There's enough time left in this race. Oh, yeah, four is wow. already in last. That didn't take long. When they run out of stamina, they, like, stop cold. Like, all the way out. Yeah. yeah. See, look at them all sprinting except for. This is like in Zelda when the horse runs out of stamina and just stops. Did anybody win? No. Nope. Six and three. You guys ever watch the Super Mario Brothers movie? Yeah. Good stuff. We did that on my science podcast. <laughs> what a I, I haven't movie. seen it since yeah. I was a kid. Oh, it's. Oh, that was another. It's worth seeing as an adult. Uh, that's another little subplot in the, the console wars book that they talk about when Nintendo did the movie. Did the movie because I guess like they financed it and then they just hired someone to distribute it. And I think they got gun shy after that. Yes. So they make this movie. They're like, "Oh, we're Nintendo. We're geniuses. We can make a movie." Mm-hmm. And then the movie happens, and they talk about the screening with Makamoto, the guy that just Miyamoto. Miyamoto. Uh, so he comes to watch it, and everyone's like, kind of watch his face in the screening, <laughs> and the lights come up, and they're like, "What do you think?" And he was like. It's nice. You made a movie about my characters. They're like, <laughs> okay. what a nice man. Yeah, he was it's like totally cool about it. Funny, funnily enough, Square, the company that made this game, like shortly after the success of this, when Final Fantasy was like soaring high Ooh. as a brand, they made a Final Fantasy movie to put in theaters, and it the fucking animated it one fucking ruined them. Yeah. And they had to merge with another company. Movies are expensive. <laughs> they were doing so well off of the sales of FF7. Right. That within like three years, they were blown up by the fact that they made spirits with them. Well, the movie industry is pretty crazy. Yeah. I just read a thing about how the studio that did the Disney Lion King mm-hmm. and redid the Sonic movie mm-hmm. went out of business like a week before Christmas. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? How is that possible? Because the VFX industry is totally fucked. Wow. Like the, the company that uh, won Life of Pi, won the Oscar for Life of Pi, they went out of business like the next week. It's just not sustainable. Um, I'm I'm three and five. Okay. 
Yeah. Nonsense. I'm doing one and two. I mean, the only, the only thing I've seen of it was... Uh, oh my god, it's over. Six and six four. Six and four. Nobody wins. Nobody wins. Eric, congratulations. Yay! I'm a the genius. The winner of Choco Betting number three. Jeff, during this entire Choco <laughs> Betting thing, did you win one time? I don't think I did. I don't think you did. I think I just Literally, the entire... <laughs> did I win one in the with the one with Ricky? Did I have one win? I can't. I can't won? remember. I don't think I literally. I don't think won you did. I a think I did. Time. Yeah. In all four episodes, I, you did it. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Yeah, Here. it was good. I love winning. I like that aspect a lot. I hey, actually can you have five dollars. Let me see you. if I have. Oh, you don't need to give me any money. Oh yeah, I do. Can I? Can I? Here, I wait. We try to make it I rain. Yeah. Five dollars. Here it is. Hey, how much is your merch? Is it five dollars? No. <laughs> how much is it? The mugs are 18, the shirts are like 20 or 25, depending on the shirt. I do like that mug. Of the dog? You selling those right now? They haven't got on sale yet, but you, fucking, yeah. yeah. Well, they are on sale now, so you should pick one up. Let's see what I got here. I think I oh my got. god. We're, our first mug sale. That's how good this new design is going to do. Holy shit. It may do really well. Would you say 18? Yeah. You got change for a 20 at two? Uh, well, I just gave you my five ones. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's fine. You know what? Let's just do that. Here, I need the 20. You give me five ones. All right. Fuck yeah. Here's a fucking Haley mug. The first Haley mug to come off the line. Nice. Well, thank you. Thank Wait, you. I'll transfer this money into the show's account. Oh, okay. So that it comes out to be an actual sale. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> You don't want to get the IRS up your butt. Uh, I don't. We'll give him an anonymous phone call. You might want to check out this podcast. I lost. All right, let's go save because uh, we won 158 GP, and we're never going to look at this game ever again. We, <laughs> yeah, we might this, as well. This, this very well could be the last time that we turn this on. Goodbye, Final Fantasy VII. Until March. Well, we never saw the guy in the back of a gold saucer who sells GP for Gil. Nope. Oh, I guess I'm stuck. I'll pay. Did it happen? No, you have to go to the menu. Oh, right. <laughs> what do you think of the music? Uh, beyond iconic. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a renaissance fair. Alright. Goodbye, Final Fantasy VII. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can I see a fight? A battle? Yeah, you yeah. can see it. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. I've never seen this before. We gotta go downstairs. That looks like a Pikachu Kirby. He's a fat chocobo. Do you have any final thoughts while we're doing this? On this whole experience? <laughs> it's funny that there's so many Final Fantasies. The name implies a single entry. It does. <laughs> and yet there's Final Fantasy 12, right? Yeah. What's the new one? 14? 13? 15. 15? Yeah. What is... This is a genuine question. What is the fantasy <laughs> element of this? You know, magic. magic. There's magic. Okay. Um, it, this seems this all kind of like steampunk. This is the first one that was set in like a more sci-fi type of steampunk. The first know. six are all like swords and like Dungeons know, and like Dungeons and Dragons yeah. style okay. and elves well, and stuff. Know, like, and then this one was like, what if it had steampunk and what if some of the characters had guns? And, you know. Yeah. yeah, and like the but you know the way that they like power everything and this isn't steam. It's like magic life energy that flows through the planet. Okay, okay so. We're here on the on the world map, and we walk around. Did you guys see that Mortal Engines movie? No. No, but I want to. God, I feel like... The There's movie. the gold saucer, by the way. I feel like you two were the perfect 
fucking audience for this. I haven't seen it, which is based on the trailer. I feel like it's a movie you guys would both love. See, look, then we get into a battle. We attack, and I attack. Man, it looks bad on this TV. <laughs> they uh, hit Cloud. Cloud hit them back pretty hard. We're really strong at this point, so nothing can really stand up to us. That's how I like to play games, just stomping on you. Well, it took like a hundred hours to get there. Sure. Just like Malcolm Gladwell says. I mean... You put in your hours. We Malcolm Gladwell this game for real. <laughs> See, there's the gold saucer. Yeah. That's where we... You take a gondola ride from the trash town up that's an invisible line goes, to yeah. that, <laughs> to the top of it. And that's the only way you can get there. What was I going to say? So you just walk around and then you randomly battle with people. Yep. You're trying to get to a place, but they stop you every, you know, 30 seconds. So my reference point for something like this is the Pokemon game. Yeah, yeah, okay. similar. So similar. Yeah. Wait, you're going really fast. I don't know what's going on. I'm just attacking. Like, I'm just... But it's turn-based, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, like, it's... Your turns are actively... Oh, wait. Oh, you know what I should do? Oh, let's show them a summon. <laughs> your, your turns are, like, actively happening. So, like, if you don't make your move fast, the other person might take their turn and attack you. Does that mm. make sense? Uh-huh. But yeah, like there's an optional boss in this game that required us to like, oh my god, to level up for like 30 hours yeah. in one, just like fighting the same four enemies for 30 hours over and over, over again. Ugh. This is what I do with my life now. Okay, so this is, you're about to see the like craziest... Uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is the height of absurdity. This is like why you play a Final Fantasy game. Right. We're summoning the Knights of the Round. Well, huh? A reference to an 80s arcade game by Capcom, which is in turn a reference to the Knights of the Round Table. Let's go. that far. <laughs> I like whatever is happening right here. <laughs> you know what this reminds me of? Is the Spawn movie. You remember when Spawn goes to hell? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> it's been and forever since I saw that. It's a bunch of like floating platforms and then Satan's in the middle. Dude, how many are attacking? Is that movie any good? It's got Martin Sheen in a... It's got John Leguizamo in a little suit. It's got John Leguizamo playing a homicidal clown. Yeah, man. And Spawn. He plays a... Look at how much death is coming into this fight. Like, one of these would have killed all these guys. When I was 11 years old, Spawn was a very good movie. I Um, felt the same way. Is it now? Who can say? I think somebody could. I tried to go see it, and my friend's dad took us, and he got so mad that there was Satan in it that he <laughs> stormed out and dragged us with him. It's Spawn! How do you not know this? I think it's finally over. I think we killed them. Good job, team. I remember seeing clips where now it's funny that, like, the design of Spawn, like the suit and like the little, he's got like armor, he's got little weapons and stuff, and it's all practical and looks really cool and good. Mm-hmm. And then his cape is CGI. It looks horrible. Oh my <laughs> god, that looks, that must be terrible. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna shut this off. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, this was awesome. Yeah. This was fun. Thank Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming over and doing this. I liked uh, winning money. That was good. Yeah. Oh, let's tell the audience about you, You've Got Podcasts. Yeah, so I haven't been on it in a while, but I keep saying that I'm going to do it again. But uh, there's lots of old episodes to listen to. They're all bad. You can check out Text Before Calling uh, with Sean Fall, mm. who's got his whole podcast empire. 
He does a bunch of other shows, which I won't reference here because they're not as good. <laughs> but uh, Fawcast <laughs> Studios, you can look up. And at some point, I'll do another one with him. Uh, listener beware, listener warning, consumer warning. There's a number of episodes that I'm not on. Don't listen to those. Okay. So there's episodes where there's like guest hosts. Mm-hmm. You don't those are bad. Well, it's just a different show. Because like I said, he has these four or five other shows right. that those guys are the hosts of. So it's really just those shows. You're also really, really funny on Twitter. Well, it's mainly just the retweets. No, it's, you're funny on Twitter. What's the Twitter account? Just I think it's at Eric the Wheeler. Eric the Wheeler. Yeah. Yeah. Twitter. Um, everyone talks about Twitter rotting their brain, and you know they're like, I don't want to get on Twitter and argue with people, and I don't, I don't want to get on Twitter and you know see all these bad takes on things, and I'm like, that's why I'm here. Right. I don't know why else you get on Twitter. <laughs> I want to see people's Man. stupid opinions. Uh-huh. I want to fight with fucking you know morons. Like, why else do it? Yeah. If I want to have a good time, I'll just hang out with my friends. Right. If I want to fight with morons, I'll go online. Yeah, right? like that's what it's for. To I me, mean, like one comment in a political thread on Twitter, like over a week ago, and it just is never ending. It never. I made a God. I don't even remember what it was. <laughs> it's just like it's fucking crazy. I made some comment. <laughs> I I replied to something about Cybertruck, something Elon Musk related, and I just got bombarded by Muskheads oh boy. for like three hours. People be like, yeah, Elon's changing the world. What are you doing? Oh, God. <laughs> well, that's what's out like, there online. I was like, uh, Elon's father owned an emerald mine in South Africa, and they left after apartheid ended, blah, blah, blah. And then people were like, actually, the emerald mine was in Nigeria. Oh, like good that. God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, you got me. Well, I hope you enjoy this Haley mug. I do. I love it right now. And everybody else should go get their Haley mugs and shirts. Yeah, go buy the merch. And, uh, yeah, thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me. And that's Choco Betting number three. You're darn right it is. Choco Betting. See? Choco Betting number three. Well, that's, I say, when I come out of a main episode, I'll just say, that was episode 46. I don't say, that was this episode of No One Can Know About This, a show where we play every Final Fantasy. I don't do that. I'm just going to say that in your heart, I think you just had a, you know, anyway, it was great hanging out with Eric. (laughs) Yeah, Eric is hilarious and extremely knowledgeable about not just movies, but a lot of things. We got to go see Cats with that guy. We got to watch Cats with him. (laughs) Yeah. That sounds like a blast. You all at home also should probably go see Cats from what I hear. (laughs) Don't miss it. And we'll be back with Choco Batting number four soon. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being Patreon supporters. Yes, we don't want to That's forget really saying that. That's really what this that. is all about. Thank you, guys. That's why we do these episodes. Yeah, and if you enjoy these, let us know, because then we'll try to make more bonus content in the vein of this, if you like this. Yeah, with that, let's have a little choco betting dessert. Mm-hmm. H- here you go. Yeah, like, why in Advent Children, why wasn't Cloud king of the world? How funny would that be? That would be Cloud like... and Tifa are the king and queen of the planet. I mean, <laughs> my my political belief is that democracy is the second best system. The best system is an enlightened king. That's what you really want. If you can get that, <laughs> I, you, it's never happened once in the history of the world. But if you could get it, <laughs> it would be amazing. That would be great. He can do everything. And it's easy. One guy says, let's do this, and it happens. Dan Carlin has talked about that in Hardcore History, where he's like, there are these things in a hereditary monarchy where, like, if you get the dice roll right, like, 
the fact that they're in soul charge is this amazing thing that they can do, but it seems like they then their child sucks. Yeah. 